Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. In the agricultural world, sometimes it's the most unpleasant smelling compost that produces the most abundant crops. We're seeing a similar circumstance play out in the business world and beyond. The conditions that have given rise to the meat to and Time's Up movements have been odious and repugnant. But the result, a focus on women in the workplace, is having positive and hopefully lasting results. One of the keys to empowering women is to start young. That's the principle behind a new local magazine called Go Girl. Go is spelled G-E-A-U-X and there's an exclamation point after girl. Go Girl magazine is a teen girl magazine with a sex ed component that's the brainchild of co-founder, executive director, and editor-in-chief Heida Winston. Heida, welcome down to lunch. Thanks for having me, Peter. Whether your kids are girls or boys, being a mom requires a lifetime of skills that can only be learned on the job. As a mother, you're partly making parenting up as you go along. You can greatly benefit in your on-the-job training by learning from other moms. And other moms can benefit from learning about your experiences. That's the principle behind the New Orleans Moms blog. The New Orleans Moms blog is part of a national network of moms blogs. They're online resources for moms that are updated daily with relevant and timely local information on where, how, and what to do with kids. The co-founder and co-owner of New Orleans Moms blog and co-owner of Red Stick Moms blog in Baton Rouge and the Lafayette Moms blog is Ashley Angelico. Ashley, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Haida, reportedly you were inspired to start Go Girl by an article in the New York Times headlined, When Did Porn Become Sex Ed? The porn the article talks about is on the internet. Ironically, the New York Times, along with every other newspaper in the country, is fighting against the internet to stay alive. Given then that girls are getting their information from the internet and that print media is going through so many challenges, why did you decide to launch Go Girl as a physical print magazine and not just a digital magazine? Well, um, first of all, I don't think that print is dead. Um, okay. Like many other industries, I think you're seeing market shares go down like TV shows. They don't get the number of viewers anymore that they used to. Um, and print magazines have a special place in girls' hearts. That hasn't changed. Uh, Danielle and I actually did a survey back in 2016 after we came up with the idea. Um, and um, we surveyed about 130 girls all over New Orleans. Uh, almost three quarters said they prefer magazine content in print versus online. Um, and then of course we do have an online presence and we're building out our social media presence so it's all going to be part of it. Um, but the print experience is different as we all know. It's, um, it's special to flip through pages and really immerse yourself in the content. Now Ashley, part of the success of Mom's blog is that it's a practical and useful resource for current events. The information on the blog that you update every single day has to be relevant, accurate, and local. So you have to stay on top of what's going on in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Lafayette. 
Now, we make this show out to lunch in Baton Rouge and Lafayette as well as New Orleans, and I know firsthand that although these three communities are only a relatively short car ride from each other on the I-10, they are worlds apart. How do you find relevant local content every single day, stay on top of quality control, and produce Mom's Blog live events in all these locations? Do you have a local staff in each place, and how is your Louisiana Mom's Blog network structured? Those are all great and fair questions. Um, my secret is that I have a clone. No, um, <laughs> no, you're right. So each of these markets is incredibly different. But interestingly, I think that that's actually the idea behind what we do. So the entire idea here is that we are locally owned, locally managed resources right in your backyard. And so I think what the trend was leading up to um, what what we do now is that People had an idea that one size fits all, meaning there were tons of national resources, parents, magazine, parenting, um, blogs too, but they're national in nature. And so you're never going to meet the women behind those articles. You're never going to connect with them in person. So, you know, Lafayette is not Baton Rouge, is not New Orleans. And so that even tells us that there is more of a need for these locally based community-oriented resources where moms can connect, not only online or in print. Um, I do echo what Haida said, that I don't think print is dead. Um, I think there's a time and a place for it, but there's also a need for women to connect in person. And so even though we are online, that's why the event side of what we do is so important. There is a real desire among women to connect with one another and, and human beings, really. It's not just moms, but we're social beings. I think that's the whole entire reason that social media took off in the first place. It's a way to connect with others, see what they're doing, feel in touch with your neighbors. But, you know, before that goes way too far out of whack where kids don't know how to talk in person, there's still a need for events. Um, I think some of the reason is that nobody was doing it. So if you come up with something new and interesting that doesn't exist, sometimes that's the novelty of it. Um, and then I think when a product meets a need or a demand, it sells. So I know that sounds more simple than it probably is, but it's, you know, when you find that you're onto something and you're passionate about it, the rest sort of takes care of itself, I think. Now, now you don't charge to be a subscriber and you don't charge for the magazine. So where does the money come from? Is it ads? So I'm still at the ver very beginning of figuring all of this out. Um, so far, um, the first two issues have been funded through friends and family and a very generous donation from uh, the crew of Muses uh, through Latoya oh, Cantrell, nice. who was the honorary yeah. muse uh, this past Mardi Gras. And then also, um, and he's probably going to kill me for saying this, but um, my boss, uh, Scott Cownan, is wonderful wife Margie have been supporters as well. Who's my boss for years? But down the Very road, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, down the road, um, I uh, would like to do sponsorships. I want to give local uh, companies the opportunity to be part of this. Uh, do you have ads? No ads. And it not seem like, I mean, you've got such a great target market because, I know, I mean, uh, these companies, teen girls are kind of like the sweet spot for, for selling products. They are. Um, I am hesitant about this, though, because it would break up the content. Um, and this is supposed to be a really rich, pure experience. Having ads uh, throughout the magazine would kind of change that experience. Some of the ads may also not be mission aligned. Um, so I'm, I'm 
I'm hesitant about this. Sponsorships on the other side, you know, devoting two or three pages to sponsors. That is something I would love to do. And I think to a lot of groups like the the pink Pink, for instance, yeah. Pink House, Beautiful Foundation, but these are all other nonprofits. But um, local businesses, um, let's take um, French Truck, PJs, um, um, Flirty Girl. I feel like there's so many local companies uh, where girls go um, that may want to get a little shout out in Go Girl. And uh, Ashley, on your side, do you have ads? Is that where the revenue comes from? Yes, but in the beginning, you know, Elizabeth and I personally invested to start what we thought was a great idea. And these things evolve over time. You know, the marketplace changes. Some of it is trial and error. You mess up, you try something, readers don't love it. You know, you do have to consider that if you don't meet the need of your readers or your subscribers or the people that want your product, then you have to listen to them too. So we do rely on community partners and sponsors. We are a business. Um, we've always been an LLC. So that much is is definitely clear. So that does take some stuff off the table for us. We can apply for certain grants or fundraise or accept the same things that a nonprofit might be able to. But through our events or sponsorships or sponsored content or partnering with like-minded businesses, uh, we can stay in business and afloat and relevant. Um, but, you know, we have to keep our doors open, too. That's always the, the million-dollar question yeah. is, how do you keep doing what you're passionate about and what the community wants, stay relevant, and also, you know, not uh, lose money? But, Ashley, you do have a business background. You were an investment research uh, person over at, uh, see, over in Tampa. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, does that help in running this? Yeah, I mean, I do have a business background, as does my partner, but it's interesting because when we started this, we both had full-time jobs. We never sat down and wrote a business plan and said, you know, in 10 years, we're going to have this, that, and the other. It, it evolved naturally, um, and I think that that blows some people's minds, but I really, I think I respect a lot of what Haida was saying about taking it slow and doing what feels right and not necessarily having a black and white plan because... That's when I think you get frustrated. And can you um, grow? I mean, you have, you have these markets. I guess these are your territories. Uh, are there more? Are there empty markets? I mean, could you do like Mom's Blog, Kalamazoo or something? Next you week? know, in theory we could, but there's also quality and time. We're both moms. I've got three kids. You had them very close together. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, in theory, um, you know, but our focus has always been wanting to be very active and participatory in what we do. And so at some point you have to recognize your own limits and recognize what you can do well and what you can't do well. And so we feel like what we have right now, these three cities, is great. I think that there is a limit to all of us. And as a woman, some of, I mean, for anybody, recognizing some of your own limits is important so that you don't burn out and you can continue to do things at a high caliber. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti, and I'm talking with Ashley Angelico from New Orleans Mom's Blog and Haida Winston from Go Girl Magazine. Haida, let me ask you, uh, you are, I think one of the great parts about the magazine is this sex ed component, but yet that is very, I mean, that's that's like playing hopscotch through a minefield. Uh, you know, you some things, it's not, co- it's not the Cosmo quiz, obviously, and mm-hmm, it's, uh, mm-hmm. how do you decide what you're going to, touch on and and stay away from? Um, Well, um, first of all, we're partnering with um, 
medical uh, folks here in the city. So they're overseeing this. The responses are coming from them. Uh, the questions I source, so the, the anonymous questions from girls. Um, and I, I think I just have a good sense, I guess, of what is on girls' minds. And um, I get those questions over to Dr. Polite and her team, and they um, do a wonderful job responding to them. Um, they require basically zero editing. It's just fabulous. Um, they really nailed it the first time. The tone, um, the content, um, it's just fabulous. And both of you have that, that connection in that you have writers, but you really the bulk of it is just people coming in themselves, right? Mm -hmm. the, yeah. The and um, I get approached all the time now already by people who say, I, I'm thinking about doing something about... You know, like, for example, Lauren Perry of um, the Beautiful Foundation, she, she said, I want to do something quiz, something interactive, and so that's going to be in the summer issue. Um, I have someone else who approached me um, and said, I want to help. She is uh, in charge of um, the Flower Crown Do-It-Yourself feature. Um, yeah, so. And it's come out four times a year? Four times a year. The other thing is when we think of teen girls, I mean, it's kind of 13 to 19. Those are very different ages. Uh, do you try to include that, something for everybody in the magazine? Yes, we do. And um, that's something I'm trying to be very mindful of. Um, like you said, there's a huge difference between a 12-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl even. And then also depending on uh, their background, you know, there are just some girls who have more experience than others um, in, in many ways. So we're trying to create content that really speaks to to all girls. Now, I've got to ask you a question. Is it tougher to be a teenage girl in New Orleans than other places? I mean, what is it? I mean, do you think there's differences raising them here and somewhere else? I mean, I obviously was a teenage girl in Germany, so I have that experience. What I firmly believe is that um, being a teenage girl is incredibly hard wherever you are. <laughs> um, that being said, New Orleans comes with its own uh, challenges. Um, I just had our first Teen Advisory Council meeting and the girls started talking about Mardi Gras and um, that there are just places where it gets scary uh, for girls. They just want to go and have a good time and all of a sudden they're surrounded by older teenagers, young adults who are drinking and doing drugs and behaving in ways that are uh, frightening. So yes, New Orleans is a challenging place I think um, in that uh, regard. I was gonna say I think that it's a double-edged sword having grown up here, because on the one hand, you're exposed to certain things that prepare you for what might be inevitable later at college. So I was actually watching the Dateline episode this week about fraternities and what happens at fraternities at college campuses, which is a different topic altogether. But my point is that some of that was probably not as alarming to me when I went away to college because I had seen those things. However, do I want my 15-year-old daughter exposed to that? I don't know. You know, is the benefit of her knowing that before she's 19 outweigh the cost? I, I, I'm not convinced. I do think it's hard regardless of where you are. Um, I think there's a dose of reality you might get sooner in an urban setting, be it New Orleans or another one. Do I want my kids having that dose of reality? No, I'd really like to put them in plastic wrap and take yeah, them to the right. country <laughs> and, you know, protect them. But um, that's not life for reality, so... I and, I, and I do hope that Go Girl is helpful there because I think it equips girls with information, with perspectives to make sense of these things that are happening around them. And, you know, I keep thinking with Ashley, with your uh, blog, there's so many different facets, like you have same-sex parents. Mm -hmm. like, do, you, do you address all that? 
We try as best as possible to address anything and everything that might come up. Do we do a perfect job of that? No. A lot of times it takes somebody with an authentic voice in that space to be willing to share their story. Um, we do actually have two women on our contributing teams that are in same-sex marriages, raising children here in the city, so they can speak to that. And you know, I think it's important that we give them a space to do that. But just because there's a topic out there that we should talk about, maybe it's a stay-at-home dad. You know, that's not terribly common, but they're out there. Um, it takes us finding the right individual that is uh, experienced in that realm to, to talk about it. But if that person uh, finds us or surfaces or we can seek them out, then absolutely. Because, you know, there's, there's all different kinds of family dynamics, family situations. You know, you can talk for days and days and days about the things that we could cover and we're still not done. Are there topics you want to stay away from? Or sometimes, here's a better question, sometimes the blog drift, that often happens where you, you wonder where this, where we so, started. So there are certain things that we stay away from, not because we don't think that they're important, but because we don't think that we're the platform to address them. So we really stay pretty far away from politics. Um, mainly because our entire mission is to create community, and that's a divisive topic. I, I just don't think there's another way to, um, to say that. And so, you know, it's easier for us um, to sometimes stay away from topics that we know are going to incite debate because it detracts from what we're trying to do, which is allow moms to connect with one another locally. You know, and people get brazen behind a keyboard. Um, keyboard bullies they're often called and so why purposely You're anonymous it's easy right? exactly and so why purposely invite that into our space that we're trying to be positive uplifting you're not alone let's do this together and um you know so for that reason yes we never want to purposely incite conflict do either of you uh utilize the fact that for instance in the mom's blog it's a national organization do you ever talk to people that are also doing what you're doing in other cities and what about yourself is there anybody in other cities Haida, that are doing something similar that you can you know see so not reinventing the wheel um, I haven't been able to find a magazine quite like Go Girl. Um, they're obviously the big national magazines, um, but that's really a different concept. Um, and then there are a few more wholesome magazines with teen writers, but they also tend to be national from what I can tell. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another Go Girl out there. Um, I'm not sure if it's as well done as Go Girl is. Right. Um, that's right. <laughs> and um, also, the content is quite as interesting because New Orleans, um, as you alluded to, is, is just an incredibly unique, um, exciting, adventurous place to be. So You're I not think have we just like have costumes. <laughs> <laughs> we have the advantage of having just incredibly diverse and interesting girls in our community. And Ashley, on yours, do they encourage that? Uh, you get to talk to and meet the, the other people running these? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so interestingly, New Orleans was actually one of the first cities to have a mom's blog. So we're kind of proud of the fact that we were ahead of the curve because New Orleans is not always ahead of the curve with oh. certain industries. <laughs> Where are you coming from? <laughs> so, um, so yes, we do connect with the other cities and there's a lot to be learned there. Um, but, you know, New Orleans is one of the more established sites nationally which so is more people are actually 
asking you for advice than and we can, and we learn from them too just because um i think it's important to remember you know having just started lafayette in the fall it was like having a newborn all over again like oh gosh i forgot about these midnight you know right. stressors or whatever so um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's always something to learn from everybody and even people in other industries. Yeah. And I was just before we got started, I told Ashley that I've actually been meaning to reach out to her um, because I think there's so much I can learn from her and um, how they uh, set up the mom's blog. It's been nearly 60 years since 1960 and the beginning of what has become uh, known as the woman's movement. At that time, the place of women in the workplace and society in general has changed. One of the biggest changes we've witnessed most recently is the change of expectations, from the expectation of equal pay to the normalization of women in positions of power, like CEO and mayor of New Orleans, and the simple expectation of equal respect. We seem to be in a refreshingly transformational era. Haida and Ashley, you are both in your own ways part of this movement. Congratulations on everything you're accomplishing, and thank you both for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch today. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Haida Winston, co-founder, executive director, and editor-in-chief of Go Girl magazine, and Ashley Angelico. She's the co-founder and co-owner of New Orleans Moms Blog, Red Stick Moms Blog, and Lafayette Moms Blog, basically anything along I-10. Uh, <laughs> you can find out more about Haida's magazine and Ashley's blogs by following the links on our website, it's neworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. And by Short & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness. 